Welcome, friends, to In the Moment with Helping His Hands, a podcast for you, the listener, to learn more about what we do as well as share a little bit of what's going on with some of the people who are connected to us. We are really glad that you uh, you tuned in again with us. We're just excited about that. And I'm excited for you, the listener, because I have a friend of mine, someone I love very much, that the good Lord crossed my path with many, many moons ago. And uh, and so he couldn't be here. So then I had... <laughs> What a miss. So anyway, (laughs) we we are blessed uh, to have on our podcast uh, this episode, Andy Avery. And he is a brother in Christ and a friend. And I just just love being with him. So here is what I'm going to tell you at the very beginning of the podcast. Here is the... The um, what would I want to call this? And Isaac's with us too. Isaac's running the running the the mixer and everything to make sure that we uh, don't go too far out there wherever that wherever there is. But I'm telling you right now that when Andy and I get together, we have a good time, and so yeah. we don't know we don't know where we're going to end up with this podcast. But all we know is is Isaac is watching the clock. So Andy, yeah. welcome. Unhitch the horses. Unhitch the horses to run. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What a mess. So I don't want to go in. I, I don't. Yeah. It's kind of like the other night. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to say too much because I want you to share a little bit and everything. Yes. But um, um, Andy, like I said, Andy and I, we met. We met. Oh my goodness, uh, quite a few years ago. And what's really cool about this whole thing is I love rock and roll, and Andy does too. But he plays rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> so we hit it off, and we've done. Just I'll, I'll say this, and I'm going to let you let yeah. you start talking. Yeah, yeah. Andy and I have done church camp together. We have done revivals together. We have concerts. done some concerts, concerts together. Some big ones, yes. Yeah. We've, I mean, we've had all kinds of, of unique opportunities. And one of the cool things about how we were able to get together here for this episode is, and I do, I believe I believe it was a, God, a God-ordained um, moment for, for us. Uh, we're in Florida. We're doing, we've got a group that came in from Texas to do disaster training with mm-hmm. us all week. And a mutual friend of Andy and mine is Randy, who runs the camp, that who's allowing us to do the training here, right here at his camp. Yeah, and, and, yeah and he made a comment to me when we first we first pulled in. Um, can't remember how it all came up, but but he just said, he says, well, you know Andy's going to be here. And I said, well, no, I don't. And he goes, well, he's doing a concert. And I said, oh, my goodness. So I called <laughs> Andy and just said, hey, when are you coming in? <laughs> and so what was really cool was Andy came in and um, – did a basic little concert for our group, and I tell, they are just oh my goodness! And I was laughing, and and I, and I was telling I was talking to Trina last night, and I said, I said, you know, when I I told her I said, you know, when I when we do these devotion books, and I said, I always wonder if they actually do go home with the the person who was on a trip with us, or they just chuck them. I told Trina, I said, they're gonna keep them this time. I said, Andy signed autographs on, <laughs> on our Devo books. <laughs> yeah, I did five high school assemblies last week with my good friend Nate Hagen across Kansas. And uh, I was signing autographs, and uh, I always actually use my signature so that nobody can read it and come back on me for something later yeah. on. So yeah. you know they don't really can read what I'm saying. All that. So, <laughs> you, are you telling that. me? Are you telling me I've got my writing down pat for autographs? That's right. Because nobody can read what that's I write. Right. So, right. Doctors ain't got anything on me. <laughs> See, that's what I've always said. I've always said I I could be a great doctor. I got the handwriting down pat. That's I just right. got to write down quick. And but peace. you know it's bad when I can't read it. And I'm writing it. That's yeah. what's bad, right, Isaac? Wake, wake up, Isaac's, Isaac's running on like like an hour of sleep from all week. He's no, you, been staying up late. And- you should try writing music because you, you get these ideas. I've had number one songs pop into my head, and I scribble them down. The next day, I get it. I can't read my own handwriting. Oh, that's, that's the bad that's, part. That's funny. You know why that's funny? Because when you said that, I was wondering if you were going that direction. 
Remember Jerry Seinfeld, the episode of Seinfeld mm-hmm. where he's yeah. he wakes up in the middle of the night, he's laughing, he's writing something down, the and then all the whole episode he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. Sorry, uh, sorry. I, 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 I'm in the gold club on Seinfeld trivia. Just to let you know. Just saying. And uh, Okay, okay. You can't now, stop okay, me. now since you said you can't that. Stop me. All right, we're gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. Are you ready? I'm ready to go. My all time favorite, my all time favorite mm-hmm. uh, Seinfeld episode. There's two major things that's going on in the in the I'm gonna set it up for you okay. in the episode, and and the, the the show episode starts out with George's folks are needing a new screen door, mm-hmm. and so Kramer goes with him. Any town USA, yeah, <laughs> sparklers. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now, get- <laughs> now do you know the next part of that, which was huge, which makes you remember what. This is also when when George Costanza goes to work for his dad selling computers, and Lloyd and, now. and Lloyd Serenity now Lloyd Braun. <laughs> Why can't you be more like Lloyd Braun? And he whacks him in his bald head. That's hilarious. What a mess! I love that it's episode. Dumb. I love that episode. Oh, we can talk. Oh my goodness, we can talk. So, what's been going on? And you're back. You're back on the road because I know COVID and yeah, yeah, the yeah. pandemic's just been crazy. It hurt, man. It hurt, and uh, uh, started doing concerts on my couch just to stay fresh. But uh, you know, I'm not in shape. I, I was doing this four or five nights a week. Now I'm working my way up to it. And, yeah. And of course, I've had some medical problems too. But and you're doing better. Yes, sir. We've been and, doing a lot you know, of praying like for to, you. Thank you. I'm not real big on making all that public, but that's okay. I'm working my way through. We won't it. talk about any of that. I'm so. working my way through it. Uh, and uh, and uh, um, the last couple months have felt like Andy's normal schedule. If that makes any well, good, sense to you. Good, good, good. Uh, you know, that means that these. means you're drinking uh, too much Coke Zero, exactly, and you're staying up uh, uh, too late, and you're playing a lot of golf. I'm playing a lot of golf and sleeping four hours a night instead oh of six. So, oh you my know. goodness! Yes. Uh, but no, the music thing's picking up, and I'm I'm pretty solid booked up to September this year. So things are getting back on track. That's and normal, good. That's so. wonderful. And are, you doing, are you doing any, any camps this summer? You know, I used to do like six to well, eight weeks of church camp. So I've narrowed that down to one. And you're sitting at the camp that I'm going to do this year. I, I, do, I do junior high and high school. I love here. it. I love it. For those of you who are listening, I, I, and and <laughs> if you're going to do camp, you might as well pick Florida. There you go. There you go. There you go. But those of you who are listening out there, I'll tell you a funny story. So, um, and we haven't really got to a lot of the, the, the other stuff we were going to talk about, but... but um, Andy called me up. This has been uh, this has been Joshua. Josh wasn't very I mean, no, I, thirteen years maybe 13, old. Thirteen, fourteen years old. He was young, twelve or thirteen years so, old. I mean, it was and and so Andy calls me up and says, says, "Hey, will you come to Arkansas and do a couple weeks of camp with me? I'll take care of the music. You do the preaching." And and so we got some college students from the campus house camp came down here. and down there. Fantastic. And so all these kids who are there at camp, they know who Andy is. And so Andy, when he introduces me as their as the speaker for the week, he tells these junior high kids, uh, our speaker for the week is Scott Shipman, and he used to be a backup singer for ZZ Top. And, of course, the college students in the back are just dying laughing. These kids' eyes are really big. And, of course, when I get up to preach, I say he's just joking, messing around. And we go through the week, and the very last day of the week, this junior high kid comes up and says, Mr. Scott, would you come? Would you come meet my mom and dad? And I said, I'd love to meet your mom and dad. And I go over there and the kid goes, Mom, Dad, this is Mr. Scott who preached this week. He's a backup singer for CC Top. And that poor kid all week had been thinking that. What a well, mess. The apology is that you know, he didn't remember one thing about your sermon. No, he didn't. All but he remembers the, the ZZ Top. Little, what a mess. I love it. I love it. Well, it took a lot of pressure off of me. You know, yeah. I, I was a minister there for four years in the youth group and camp manager. 
And somehow somebody got a hold of that video that you was just watching in the dining hall. And I'm, by the way, for, on the record, mm-hmm. I did not tell them that. I, I know they. I know how they figured it out. So anyway, um, one of the girls in my youth group was watching it on the big screen. She goes, "Wow, that singer's hot." <laughs> and my son goes, well, "You know that's my dad. He's standing oh, right over hilarious. there. Oh, the same guy." <laughs> Just I love it. A lot of pounds ago. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, for those who are listening, I'm, and I don't want to, again, I, I, will, I will say this, because what I really want to do in the time we've got here together yes. is, is, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm going I'm to try my best to kind of set this up. Okay. So, so Andy was in the rock and rolls, rock and rolls, the secular rock and roll scene yeah. for many years, yeah. lead singer of Smokehouse for a while, mm-hmm. and and a lot of different things going on. Again, I'm, I'm trying to be very careful on what I say, yeah. because what I want the listeners to know is, um, at some point during all that, Jesus got a hold of you. Yes, sir. And just turned your life upside down. Well, you want to give us a little, little, yeah. little shot of, of uh, whatever you want to share with all that. Yeah, I well, just, I'm, I just, I'm put this up. at the peak of fame and fortune and everything mm-hmm. I'd ever worked for or dreamed of. Yeah, the rug got pulled out from under mm-hmm. me. And you know, sometimes when you do that. And I feel like you guys work in disaster and disaster and the stuff I've been going through the last two years and COVID and everybody else. You got two choices: yeah. either pick yourself up and and move on, yeah, and, and or just wither away and die. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, in that business, a yeah. lot of them just yeah. And I, I'm I'm thankful every day I wake up and take a breath. That's no joke. I know yeah. I joke around a lot. I'm a fun guy, but I thank Jesus every morning. I wake yeah. up and say, I'm going to serve you today. Yeah. It's just that simple. And, and Scott, uh, I'm not going to put groups in churches or anything, but my invitations have become so different now. Yeah. I don't want to say, you know, who needs to be baptized? Yes, well, confession, baptism, yes. stuff like that. But who needs to take one step closer to yes. Jesus? Oh, my, yes. Yes, for sure. Whatever step that is. Yeah. I don't care if you're an elder for 20 years or you've been preaching for 50 or you're a new Christian and just made that great confession. What step do you need to take? Yeah. And I don't know one person, including myself, that couldn't benefit from taking one step closer oh, to Christ. Goodness, yes. that's we all need funny, to do that. It's funny you say that because I just had a conversation. That's my, that's my invitation. Just I'm con- preaching here Sunday. That's my invitation. Oh, there you go. So one of the guys here this week on the training thing, we were talking the other night, and he made a comment to me. I just said to him, I said, here's the deal. I said, and I've told, and you and I think have already talked about this some in the past, but and I've, I've told college students this for a long time. You you can walk a thousand steps away from Jesus. It's just one step back. Exactly. And 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 the thing is, and you made a comment that made my mind just start uh, yeah. going in fourteen different directions. I'm mm-hmm. going to harness one here for a moment. It's interesting. I think how people will become a Christian, and 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 they've been a Christian for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, maybe even fifty years, and 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 the thought of. Um, rededicating or or surrendering, quote unquote, all they think that's a one time thing, and I think sometimes we miss the mark because I need Jesus every day. Amen, I need right. I need to repent, and, and that's one thing. You know, I had a, I had a guy tell me a couple months ago. He said this. He says, "You know what?" He says, "He says I heard a sermon on repentance," and he goes, "I haven't heard a sermon on repentance for forty five years, and I've been in the same church." Wow. Wow. And I thought, oh my goodness! And you know, I think there's a lot of truth. We've we've forgotten what repentance is all about, and well, his whole well, coming back to Jesus thing. And don't put your faith in me, because I I'll need repentance somewhere along well, the way. Me too. Plain me and too. simple. But we can get there together. Yes. And, and uh, yes. And my Bible tells me, and I'm just studying this right now. You know, the people that take communion, uh, we don't get it right. 
Uh, my Bible in Acts 26 says the disciples met daily, and every time they met, they broke bread oh, yes. for the remembrance of the sacrifice yes. that Christ yes. made for us. You know, it's funny you say How that. How can you forget yes. that and then get away from that? You well, know? and you think about this. Think about all the churches that pride themselves on being a New Testament church. And if you look at just that one little verse in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, where it says they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, in the breaking of bread, in fellowship, and in prayer. And then he goes on and says they, they had everything in common. They, and like you said, they were meeting daily. 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 And and then it's interesting. Never said, that, any, that, never said anything in that whole chapter, because yes. I've read it a thousand times, about Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it, it talks yeah. about, you know, in other books, it talks about the assembly. Yes. Right now, On they're talking about your week, daily yes. walk and remembrance of the sacrifice that was made. But you know what's amazing about that? Get, let's just go past pe- day of Pentecost. Mm-hmm. Just go past that. Yeah. We know three thousand were saved. We know we we know that that all took place. We all, we know all that. But what amazes me is after we learn about them getting together every day and and, and continuing in these things, the Bible says later in that in that chapter, and the Lord added daily those who were being saved. And I look at that and I think to myself, okay, what happened we, those we, days? Mm-hmm. we we talk about being New Testament church. Where's where's the evidence of what we're doing, and 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 where's the growth of people coming to Jesus? Yeah, it's not happening. Right no, now. no. I, I was kind of, and I'm still hopeful through the pandemic and stuff. Yes. Sometimes things need to be broken. No, my goodness, before, yes. Before they're revealed and acted upon. Yes, I guess is a, for yes. lack of a better term. And you know me. Yes, uh, I'll jump out the window and hope sprout wings on the way down. That's me. <laughs> um, but I will tell you, the humbling thing that it did to me, being a public person, yeah. my world became very small. Yeah. And God entered some people into my life that not only helped carry me, yeah, and helped carry them. So my ministry has gone from speaking and singing in front of five thousand people to meeting somebody mm. and saying, "Hey, man, hop in, come along." Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I have some people that don't know what it's like to be treated friendly, don't know what it's like to be loved. The first time someone meets them, yeah. don't us like to be accepted regardless of what their past does, yeah. and regardless of, of what people say about them or the way they look or they think. And you know, the first thing is that is so humbling for me because who am I to judge mm. or cast sight upon anybody? Uh, you know, I've unzipped my soul and you saw my past, but there's some ugly things in there. Mm-hmm. And I tell people every day, it's a good thing we don't have teleprompters on our heads oh that reads out what we're thinking because oh I get some nutty thoughts in there. Yeah. But at the same time. I can relate one-on-one this person that's taking a trip with me and sitting in my truck. Yes. We talk, man. Yeah. We talk. It, it, it's, it's getting harder and harder to, to, to go out there and, and gather people on the street corners. So make a friend, yes. I guess is what I'm trying to yes. say. Make a friend. Be there for them. And you know what? Nine times out of ten, regards to the background, they'll be there for you too. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah, because there's Some, a lot, yeah. Maybe people listening don't even understand what I'm talking about, but well, and, and, I, I, you being here and seeing, yes, I, yes. I, I hope that we can put that into more elegant words yes, sometime I, and, and preach on that because yeah. uh, we're in the age and time that, that, that people don't care really how well I can sing. It's entertaining for a while. People don't really care how Bible knowledge and how much I read. They, they care that I'm there to listen to them. Yeah, yeah. See, I think, I think, I think that's, that, that's, that is so important because you get these folks that have been in church either all their life or a good chunk of their life, and, and they've never brought anybody to Jesus. They think it's only a certain amount of people that's going to do all that because they think, well, I don't have anything to offer. And I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I, I think there's more than one reason why God gave us two ears and one mouth. Yeah. 
You know, and I got a big mouth, so that's hard for me. I'm gonna tell you right now. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I did. I like to talk. Isaac's grinning over here. What in the world? Yeah, listen, listen to two ears over here. Doesn't say anything. (laughs) But you know, you think about that. I mean, in this day and age with technology, I mean, cell phones and and social media and everything. To, and I got a friend of mine does this. If if you're talking to him, or or he has to say he's talking to you, and you're doing this, he'll just he'll just stop for a moment and just sit there. And wait to see how long it takes that person to realize that he stopped talking, and they'll look up and he'll go, "Oh, oh, do 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 you want to talk to me now?" And look me in the yeah. physical eyes, yes. and it's like, "Oh my goodness!" You no, know, oh, my sick, my 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 teenage granddaughter hates it that I don't allow cell phones at the dinner table. Yeah. That's just like a travesty. Yeah, but I'm gonna yeah. talk to him. Yes, I don't see what's going on. Yes, yes. and uh, we live in a world right now that, that I, I don't know who. But trying to push us and being so non-interpersonal yeah. uh, that it's not even funny. And, and I mean, you can't love people from a distance. I'm, oh goodness, I'm, I'm, yes. I still think you can. Well, you know, is, you, know you, you made a comment about, about that earlier. And I know like for our food pantry that we do right there in Vincent, when the pandemic hit, because of our connection with, our, with, with John, our, lo- our EMA guy, mm-hmm. their, their office is in the jail. Right on. And, and, and because of the pandemic... They had to get out of that because where everybody comes in, it goes past their office. So we moved them into our place because we we were going to start doing food give out just as a drive up. Because right. We, right. we didn't allow the public in our building for those guys right. and for us because the thought was, okay, if we get this, we've just messed it up for everybody else who's coming mm-hmm. to get food and stuff. And so, so we've been doing that. Well, anyway... A lot of our volunteers that would come and help in the food pantry are older people, and so okay, they they quit coming because of the pandemic. and And our goal is June first, this June first, to go back and pull the public back in and do it where you they get to shop, they get okay, to pick yeah. up their food, you know. But anyway, so the way it usually works is they they, they pull up. They still got appointments. They pull up. Our folks go. You know, we got just a few people that go out, catch their name and everything, get their food, pray with them and everything, and then they yeah. they go on. Yeah. And um, this has probably been three or four months ago. Help me out here, Isaac, because I think you know where I'm going to go. Maybe not, but I was in the office and I was having a, I was in the hall looking out the window. And the way it works is when you pull up, they they'll tell you you stay in the car, you pop your trunk or open up your okay. uh, um, um, back door of your van or whatever it is. The door swung open on this van, and this couple gets out, and I couldn't tell. You know, something bad was getting ready to happen, so I'm walking up there, and our, and our gal's walking out, and they they're coming over, and I can't see what our our I'm assuming our gal is saying. You need to you know you need to get back in your vehicle, and they're coming up, and they just give her this gigantic hug, oh, and and I, I can that. see I can see they're crying and all this. And I'm thinking, okay, something. What's going on here? You know, and so uh, our gal came back in and everything. I said I said what happened? And she goes, they got upset, and they said we know we're not supposed to get out. <clears throat> but we need a hug. <laughs> we have had no connections with anybody, oh. and 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 these are folks who have told me us, too. Where are they at? I need. Well, I was saying these, these folks have said what, you guys are the only interaction we have with people. Wow! And it's like, oh my goodness, just just that moment of touch. Could we realize how yeah. deep and important that is? Oh my goodness! Oh my soul. goodness! I mean, you think about this. I know you've heard me say this 
You don't have to go to college for that either, folks. That's exactly right. And you don't need a paper on the wall. No. You know, you just need a heart for heart for people. And I think it goes back to, and and <laughs> I'm, I'm being careful, Isaac. If I start preaching, I'm about to pass it off. Come on. <laughs> but, but, you know, I love it when people say this. They go, you know, I don't really know what my purpose in life is. And I love when people say that because they go, I can give you your purpose. Let me tell you your purpose. Here's your purpose in life. All you listeners, here's your purpose. Love God, love people. Fear God, and, and obey that, his command. Yeah. And in that order, right there, yeah, absolutely. You know, I and, think I think I think the, the greatest gift, of course, is the gift of salvation. We have, we've all yes. read it. We know about yes. it. It's this big yes. sacrifice. I don't want to underestimate, it, especially three weeks after Easter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the most significant thing that ever happened in my life because I've been a music editor, I've been a dance instructor, I have played in rock and roll bands, I've been a gymnastics instructor, I learned how to repair printing presses. Mm-hmm. I mean, I sold cars. That never-ending search for who you are, yeah. God will give you that. Exactly. God will give you if you listen. That's it. That's because it. I started out, as you know, putting on a suit and tie, and Andy's going to save the world. That did not work out. I think well. we all do that. That we, did not work out well. Uh, well, you come to Jesus, and you're still on fire. On fire. You know, it's legit. But. It is. It is. But at some point, you got to realize, okay. <laughs> but I can tell you, for the last twenty years of my life, nothing that I set out to do without his blessing has panned out yes things that i had no clue i'd be doing like sitting here talking to you even even something this small yeah it just falls into place yeah well and see that's that that's that's funny you say that because this whole deal of how of how helping his hands came about i've had people ask me do you wish you'd have started it sooner than you did and and for a moment i'll say oh yeah and then i quickly say no i i think i think i had to go through several things okay. in order to see what God was doing because because it's all him. Yeah. I can't do this. It's him. And and I tell you, Scott, I, I, I don't question anymore. After the last couple of years, I'm done questioning. Yeah. Because through all the garbage and through all the stuff we went through, I said this last night, I still put my hands together. I still feel his presence. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's all I... That, that's all I need. That's it. That's Sometimes it. I feel that's like it. I need more or I'm a baby and I cry for more, but... That that he's still there. He His is. plan is still in yes. place, and he's still on the throne. Yes. And, and something you'll remember, I I was with you at the very beginning. I know. of this idea yes. that you had. Yes. This helping his hands ministry, and I looked at you and go, "What? I did. I, got I looked at. I, got I looked at you and go, "What are you talking about, dude? You want to borrow my trailer? What? <laughs> Take the JBLs out. You can have. The, what a mess. You know? I love it. Uh, Calm down, Isaac. Yeah. So I. Forget these young kids. Yeah. I was there in the beginning. It's crazy. And, it's just uh, crazy how God does that. So I got to see firsthand as a friend and a fellow in Christ that uh, yeah. the, the growth and the stuff. But I tell you, if Scott and Andy said, we're going to do this and this is what we're going to do, probably wouldn't have got off the ground. No, exactly. It that's has it. to be no, blessed, no, by it. God, blessed by God. That's it. That's it. And, and, and I think that's where people miss the mark because I think sometimes, you know, well, and I, I know I probably told you this before, but you know, when I got done with Bible college, I had an 80 year old retired preacher say to me, Scott, the day that, that you realize you weren't put here to save anybody mm. is the day that God will start using you. Mm. Because Ooh. saving is God's job. Your job's plant seeds. Yeah. I had and, a, and to me, that was a weight lifted. Yeah. And I had, I had a minister, kind of a similar thing. You know how those lights come on? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. It's just an 85 year old guy, mm-hmm. been preaching in his church forever. And he goes, uh, Tell me about some of your deposits. I didn't have a clue what he was talking about. And he's talking about singers like myself that go around singing and quartets and stuff. And I got to tell you, man, now that my investigation, a lot of them just go around churches and singing. Yeah. 
And now that's entertaining and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I better have something yeah. that I'm working on. Of course, everybody knows my field that I work yeah. in and stuff. But um, along those lines, I was just on the verge of call it ego or call it self-introspection. Right? So well, why can't they just ask me to come preach? Yeah. I just want to come preach a revival. They always want me to give my testimony. And they always want to hear about the rock and roll days. Well, that's my ministry. Yeah. Like it or not, yeah. tall or not. And let me tell you, folks, you can get tired of the recovery ministry pretty yeah. quick and easy. But you know what? Every time something happens, and even if it's one yeah. person or something special. Yeah. And here's to the something special that I didn't expect. And, and, and hear me well, you kids in Bible college. Mm-hmm. Um, Death is part of the ministry. Yeah, I hate to tell you that, mm-hmm. but death is part of the ministry. And I said last night, I don't think our Christian witness is identified by our actions; it's identified by our reactions. Yes, and I love that. That's powerful, man. That I've that had, is powerful. I have had my mother pass away a year ago. Mm-hmm. Who's going to preach her funeral? Yeah, me. And my dad, who I yeah. I heard I didn't know. Yeah, who's going to preach his funeral? I got called to. I didn't yeah. want to. I honestly, I try to make up every excuse under the sun not to, but Jesus didn't call me to say no. Yeah. I had a classmate, and I've had people close to me pass away, and uh, prepare me for that ministry yeah. to be there when tragic and tragic of circumstances yeah. happen. Because in my mind, when I started the recovery business 25 years ago, mm-hmm. I thought I'm going to get people, you know, yeah. uh, and they're. They're going to be happy and get their families back together and stuff like that. Now, I do have that. Yeah. Uh, you know, two of the elders at West Burlington Christian Church came through the recovery program. Yes. How yes. cool is that? That is cool. And that I got cool. people that are counselors. And you know our good yes. friend Juliet, yes. who's now a counselor. Yes. And, yes. and it goes on and on with good news. But the, the sad part about it is you need to minister to some of those families because some of them die. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, another big thing in the recovery uh, ministry, people get clean and sober and they start having health issues. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big, and that's big an- thing. And then that's another whole... A whole other thing. Yeah. And Scott, I, I can tell you, that's what ha- happened to me this yeah. last two years, as you know. Yeah. And, and I had a, I struggled with my ego. I struggled with... I work. You know, I pick yeah. up stuff. And I yeah. set up my own equipment. And I put speakers in churches and climb yeah. up rafters. Yeah. I couldn't do it, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm struggling to do it now. And luckily, God sent me some friends that helped me drive across the country because I can't do it by myself yeah. anymore. Yeah. And so your body gets physically weak, but you're still called to do it. So as men, and I challenged your men last night, yeah. sometimes God asks for help. That's exactly man. right. Exactly and, right. And God ain't going to deliver the people. And, and, and maybe he does, and you just shugged him off when he yeah. was trying to send you some help. Yes. And, and you know, and I get, and when you get weak and stuff like that, you, your egotistical man mind, I don't talk about girls because they ain't got a clue. I ain't figured them out yet. Um, if you do. But yeah, I'll let you in on it. But, but your man ego mind, there's yeah. some weird stuff to you. And yeah. I, I should have reached out two years ago when this first started happening. And I, and I didn't. And I regret doing that. And uh, things are getting kind of back to normal now. But I'm glad. Man, if there's anybody out there right now even listening to this podcast and, yeah. and you got something that you're going through and you just can't put the words out of your mouth, just sit down and start a casual conversation with somebody you trust. Yeah. 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 And, uh, Make sure it's somebody you trust. Yes. It may not be your minister. I don't know. Maybe the guy next door. I don't Could know. Be. Could but, be. Uh, Might be a co-worker. And for those of you on the other side of the fence, we said it earlier, open up your ears and open up your heart to yeah. receive somebody's cry for help. Yes. Because there's a lot of cries for help out there. Well, right when you now. think about this, I made this comment. I don't know if it was, it wasn't last night. It was not, it was not before that. I, I said to the group, I, I was sharing, sharing a little bit, and I just said, 
I truly believe with all my heart that God doesn't waste a, a hurt or a circumstance. No, sir. That, that everything that we go through either is to teach us something or or is to teach somebody else who's watching us go through it with the Lord's help. That's our reactions. People are no, that's seeing the, how you... That's the, exactly, exactly. And and God, I mean, if you, if you think about this, if we truly believe that God has ordained this day, He has given us this day, I don't believe God's going to waste the day. He's going to give us those conversations, those opportunities to love on people and to encourage people. And and I think what's happened, I, I mean... If all this stuff, Scott, that people are saying are true, and at times I'm not one of those people that lives like that. Yes. I'm not because I'll, I'll, yes. I'll do the best for Christ tomorrow if I wake up. Yes. That's what yes. I do. Exactly, uh, exactly. But however, if all that's true, then we better get busy. That's right. If I understand what yes. they're telling me, it's true. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and as far as my physical life, I'm... Yeah. Heading down the backside yeah. uh, with our age and stuff like that, yes. you better make the most of it. Yeah. I told that to my classmates in, a, in a, that, that that funeral. Yeah. You you better yes make the best. Well, you of know, it. And, and because you you've been around my son quite a bit, you you, you know that Joshy, yo Joshy, Joshy. <laughs> yes, I would say he's probably jealous right now since since Mariah's here and he's not. But um, and for those who are listening, my my <laughs> son's the youngest. He is a. Uh, Right now, he's in the academy. He uh, graduated and he got hired on as a police officer uh, there in Vincennes at, at the university, and he's in, in the academy right now. But um, I always told my kids when they were young, you got one shot at this day. You got one shot at this life. There's no uh, there's no rewinds. There's no dress rehearsal. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is it, you know. And and if we take tag on to what the Apostle Paul said, to live as Christ and die as gain, Ooh. you know. I mean, the best is yet to come. But until that time comes, we got work to do. We got we got people to love on and to pray for and to talk to and encourage and, and to listen to. Uh, yeah. I, I want to ask you about this because now I'm going to ask some questions too. Uh oh, oh do, no, wait a minute. No, 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 I'm trying to put I, it into no, words. I, I ask all my minister friends, yeah. you know, when I come up with ideas, yeah. how can we put this into elegant words so that people can receive a message? Yeah. But I truly feel as a Christian, if you're alert and in tune and, and, and you're not putting yourself out there in front of everything else as an important... I think we get 20 to 25 opportunities a day to minister to people. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. At a minimum. Yeah, unless you're just sitting at home watching TV and, and not I, doing anything. And I remember what my grandma said when I was a little kid. If you can laugh at yourself, ain't no big deal when someone else laughs at you. Yeah, there you go. And there what's the go. worst thing somebody can say to you? No. Yeah. yeah. And Jack Howard told me, you want an empathetic ministry, meaning you want to feel how Jesus felt, go knock on some doors. Yeah. Get them slammed in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll right. spit on you. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's right. But, but in, the, in, in the recovery business, i got to tell you, every single person that I've went to either do an intervention mm -hmm. or that slammed the door in my face and said I was fake and blah, 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 within a year's time have called me up and asked me for help and we've become close friends. Hey. Every time. Well, and don't It may you, not happen right away. And don't you think, though, don't you think, though, some of that They're is because me. the enemy knows... And he'll go do everything he can to get them to reject you, reject your what you're saying. Yeah. And and at the same time, and they're full of ammunition the on that end too. Them to to try to make you feel like you're you're no Ineffective. good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But the word says, "Greater is He who is in us than He that's in the world." Absolutely. And and I and I. I, I grab a hold of that. Yep. I grab a hold of that, you know. What's the song? The enemy can take what I have. I belong to you. Yes. I uh I used to spend time going, am I worthy enough to be standing here mm. preaching? Mm. You know, and I ended up in some strange places oh, with famous ministers. <laughs> yeah. Here I yeah. am up here speaking. What's he doing here? So, <laughs> yeah, and so, you know what I say? I go, 
what am I doing here? And how did I get here? You know, what am I supposed to do? So I just I go it. mingle around till I, I fall it. into a groove and do it. I love you know? it. I love so it. I love it. Ours is not to ask, really, even. Yeah. Uh, ours is just to do. Well, and you think about it, you hear people sometimes going, I don't, I don't understand. I don't see God working in my life. You know, and 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 from the outside looking in, they might look at look at you and you go, oh my goodness, see God's giving him all these opportunities and all this stuff and everything. And I think what people forget is the bottom line is you got to be available. Oh, Lord, here I am. Oh. It's like Isaiah. You know, the Lord said, "Who shall we send? Who will go for us?" Isaiah goes, "Here, my Lord, send me." Uh, and and here we are. And Nehemiah said the same thing. Uh, who's him? Well, send me. Here I am. Um, I love it. Yeah. My grandmother said something, and you know, when my grandma said things when I was a kid, I had no clue what she's talking about. And here we are, 40, 50 years later, going, "Oh." Oh, and I that's see. what she said. She said a man has to earn his sleep. I never knew what she meant about that. <laughs> In other words, you know, you work a full day, you're probably going to sleep at yes. night. If you yes. lay around being lazy, did you get, and, did you get that? Not doing for God. Did you get what he said? You got to earn your sleep, man. Yeah, especially when you get later on in my life. Uh, but um, I say the same thing about work. You know, I, yeah. I'm, this isn't an ego thing. I just didn't do it. I didn't apply for unemployment during COVID and stuff, and yeah. I was sick, and I was up on roof. Helping ministers put roofs on their churches yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. uh, make it a living. But most of the time, as we're sitting here, I don't look for work. I don't have a website. I don't advertise. I don't have a phone number. But I seem to be working say, many hours every day. The Lord's got your number. So the Lord's got my number. <laughs> look, does, you know what? People out there listening, does the Lord have your number? Yeah. Oh. Does he got your number? Huh? Or You'll know it. Or, or is it unlisted? Yeah, or is it unavailable? Is it off the hook? Yeah, yeah. Or whatever, man. But you know, you think. But be about careful, that. be careful, because he'll keep you busy. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he'll he keep will. you busy. You know, you know, you saying that made me think. Isn't it crazy? I mean, Jesus gave his life for the world. I want to do everything I can to pay him back. Yeah, most of the time we spend our times can't give him ten minutes. Yeah, uh, that's the unfortunate yeah. side of things. Yeah, and now we've fallen into such a confirmation a conformity nation where yeah it's cool to do that and and right now you can be whatever you want to be to draw as much attention and special privileges to yourself yeah that's all taking a back seat and uh it's kind of funny with me because you know i'm boisterous and funny and loud and play music and electric guitar and all this stuff probably people think i'm way out there but I'm as conservative as it comes with my relationship with yeah. Jesus Christ. And I hear you. I hear uh, you. And I have to have that. Yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't have any fun doing that. Other exactly. Stuff. Exactly. I'd well, probably go off the rails well, doing that. Well, here's other the stuff. thing. Here's the thing, Andy. I and, and I want to. You know, the Paul, Paul says, "I boast in the Lord." I want to boast in the Lord about you for a moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I hope you receive this. I Thank hope you, you receive this in, a, in in a blessing kind of way. From the first time I met you to all the way through now, all these years. Because you know, it's interesting. You, you can get to know somebody, and then all of a sudden you start. Saying, oh, they're not really what you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, and and, and yeah. I and I say this uh, in all sincerity. You you are the real deal. Thank you. And I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate, you. I appreciate your you your your care that you have for people. And 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 yeah, God has blessed. He got. I'm, I'm for our listeners. God brought you through hell mm. and brought you to where you are. Yes, sir. And and you've taken. Of course, this is an outside. I'm outside looking in, mm -hmm. and, and you've used everything you've been through to bring people to Jesus, and that, that my friend, that's kingdom. That's kingdom work, and I just I count it 
an honor to know you Thank and you. call you my friend. I feel the and, same way. And it's just, you know, to be able to do what we get to do. What I mean, a blessing. Just, I mean, oh what a privilege. Goodness, oh, my goodness. What a privilege. I mean, you know, you, you hear these people. I'll never forget. This has been back in the 80s. There was a, I, I don't know his name. I don't need to know his name, but he was this, uh, some kind of a, heart doctor or something some i don't know some, some kind of a doctor and they were interviewing him and he made this comment he goes he goes when i open up a body i'm god i hold that life in my hand and i've seen that that's alec baldwin's and, and it's like oh really? my really you know wow and and from that point is thinking about just that all that whole deal think about this you and i get the opportunity to see someone who is dead <laughs> And come back to life for Jesus. I'll take that to mm-hmm. the bank. That's just, I mean. Well, it goes, that is so, you know, and, and I say this all the time, what's your, what's your definition of success? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but uh, I have witnessed moms get their babies back. Yeah. yeah. I have witnessed mom and dads getting back together and actually loving one another. Yeah. I have witnessed uh, children being mm-hmm. put in homes with people that love them and growing up to be productive, wonderful, absolutely great people. I have been blessed to have a daughter come into our home Mm. that we raised through junior high and high school, and she's the most special thing ever. Mm. And her mother and I built a relationship and a friendship. And as you know, the Recovery in St. Louis retreat, I had her mom be the featured speaker out there. And I couldn't plan that. I couldn't make that happen. (laughs) And I got to sit there and applaud for it. Yeah. I didn't have to buy a ticket. Yep. Front row seat. That's cool stuff, man. Yeah. And, that, that's and, cool and stuff. And you can't, you can't, there's no way, I don't care who it is. This is just my opinion. It's my opinion. Mm-hmm. You can't put a price on that. No. I mean, I mean, to be used by the Almighty to be able to reach somebody, to me, that that's that's just huge. That's huge. Let, let me interject this, Scott, because you brought up something that really hits me. And, you know, as, as a as somebody that tries their hardest all time, and you know my work ethic, it's, and I know yours, and I know your groups. Uh, and so uh, there's something about laying your head on the pillow at night saying, did I do everything I could do? Did I do? Hmm. Well, if you was constant contact with God and you did the best to serve Him, yeah. then yes, you did. Yes, yes. It doesn't matter what Fred said. Well, maybe you could have done a little, yeah. or maybe Harold said you could have done. No, yeah. I serve God to the best of my abilities yes. today. Yes. Did I make a mistake and stomp on the ground a couple times or something? <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> you know, did I say something really stupid? Yeah, probably. Uh, did I sing off key or my guitar? I, probably. But I, I was serving Him. He don't really care about my yeah. guitar being into. Yeah. Well, you think about this. You're saying that, making me think. What What did What did God say about David? Man looks at the outward, outward. appearance, but I look at the heart. Mm. And and that's you know, I mean really if you get down to it, I can't someone I can't think who said this. Let me tell you that some that, great preacher, again, I don't know who it was, <laughs> yeah. but made this comment that that as long as God's okay with me, I really don't care what you think. Yeah, yeah. You know that's a bold statement. And it really is. That's it a really bold is statement. because because it, it and, and if you think about it, if if we're doing everything that God wants us to do Really shouldn't know anybody else thinks. And that's, there's another part to that. Does that free you up when you're alone with God? Mm, mm. There you go. I'm not going to sit here and tell everybody what I do when I wake up in the morning. I'm not going to sit here and tell everybody 
uh, that me and my dog sing praises when there's nobody else around <laughs> and Sin just sits there on my lap yep. while I play my yep. guitar. I, I'm not going to tell anybody that because I feel like I'd be drawing attention to myself. Yeah. But whatever it is I do, do I do it for God? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that permeates to your public life. Oh, my goodness, yes. And if, exactly. it, don't, if it don't, there's probably going to be a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Oh, my goodness. So. Oh, oh. Remember Dang. that song? Danger. Mm -hmm. That song from Petra? Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have no idea about the Isaac. Google yeah. that. Isaac's too young to know Petra. Jekyll and Hyde, they did this song. I'm oh, powerful song, powerful song. But you're right though. And and, and that it's and that track three on Beyond. And, and that brings up the whole idea that public and private, there shouldn't be a difference. You know? And there's times that we struggle. There's times it's like, oh That's my goodness. Wrong. But but you know what? God's there to help us. And and, and, and it's a process. It you is. Know, it's a process. I, I I told you, I just went through two years of, I, I kind of wanted to be alone. Yeah. I'm going to talk to anybody, didn't want to see anybody. And that is so unlike and so, for lack of a better word, unholy on my part for what I do. But I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm human. Yeah. And but Randy and I were joking on the golf cart today. Though? said, Andy's human. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and I went through this big ego thing, Scott, that, I dropped, my ego was endured. I was hurting. Yeah. And I went to the poor me syndrome. Selfishly went to the poor me and said, who's going to rescue the rescuer? I've traveled across the country to talk to this family on no money. I've traveled to my friend's funeral to get paid. And I do this all, I don't know where my money comes from half the time. And I do all this. Well, who's going to rescue me? God don't keep score like that. No, he doesn't. He just doesn't, Scott. Nope. He does not keep score like that. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're back to our fundamentals of I hopefully what we found our theme, what we're talking about. Yep. Have I drawn myself closer to Jesus then and yeah. everything I can to yeah. serve him and his kingdom? Yeah. Period. There you go. There you go. If that's crying on my couch because I need to, and then praying to him like yeah. the psalmist David yeah. did, yeah. then that's what I needed to do today. Yeah. And that, I'm here hanging out with you guys, yeah. which wasn't planned. We just ended up in the same place <laughs> in Florida. Exactly. And here we are. That's right. That's right. That's so, exactly right. God does that kind of he stuff. He does that kind of stuff. He does. That's interesting you said that because it made me think, I, in fact, you hadn't walked in yet tonight, and I, and I made a comment to um, um, the group in here. I can't even think now how it even came up, but the whole idea of of what we were talking about a little bit earlier about the whole thing. You know, God doesn't, he doesn't waste or hurt, certain mm -hmm. things like that. And I said, you know, we're talking about, you know, people that we're going to come in contact with in disaster areas who just may be point blank mad at God. That's you know, for, for, for everything, you know, and I told, I told our group, I said, listen, I said. He can take it, by the way. Well, yeah. And nowhere does it say we can't be mad at him. Yeah. I mean, look at the book of Psalms. I mean, David, I mean. So <laughs> I, human. Oh, my goodness. So human. Yeah. Started out and, just a and, mess and then. Exactly. Ends up. Exactly. I mean, and the thing is, God, I mean, if we truly, I mean, think about this. It's kind of like raising our own our, our kids. If our kids are mad at us, we want to hear, we want we want to have that dialogue with them. Yeah. And yeah. we still love them. We want to hear yeah. them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, God, same way. I mean, he loves us. He, want, he wants to hear from us. He, God ultimately knows what's best for us. And and like you said, he can take it. He can take it if we he say, you know what, God, I'm taking care. This is I'm I am I'm headed up to here. And he'll patiently wait for you to come back to the right oh, place. Oh my goodness. How aren't, cool is that? Aren't you glad he does? I don't aren't have that kind of patience. Does? I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. And that oh, and that's like that whole deal of of you, you remember the, there was a little cartoon that had this little girl and I can't remember the whole thing of of the cartoon, but it, in one little clip it said 
and said, God, I need patience right now. Quickly. Give me some patience. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. But my goodness, alive. Um, so, okay, so, um, <laughs> are we doing Isaac? We did okay. doing Isaac. You know, okay. holy totally. Time flies when you're having fun. You better believe it. You better believe it. You might as well shoot for an hour. You only got seven. There, there you go. There, there you go. The listeners are going, what? How long are been? these you guys? Know? What a mess. Isaac's thinking, oh my, oh my. So let me ask you this. I want to switch gears just for all a right. moment, if you go don't ahead. mind. So, so you said that you, you're, you're, you're going to be in all these different places over the next several months and yep. and stuff like that. Any place any place that you're able to kind of throw out? I mean, if, we're, if we've got listeners in those areas that could come out to where you are? Yeah, I'm doing... Let me let me get my phone out. <laughs> and it, I'm really it, surprised my phone it, isn't it's a, Isn't it a sad state of affairs that our whole life is jotted down on our phone? Yes. That's just crazy stuff. <laughs> um, interesting in my hometown area, because cruise ships aren't going out, I'm singing at the Elks Club, and they're decorating it like a cruise ship. Oh, my so goodness. So that's just kind of a fun, uh, a fun, fun thing. Uh, and then I got some concerts, a lot of concerts. I'm doing some county fairs that are opening up oh, cool. again. Yeah. Um, uh, around the Midwest. Uh, and then I'll be down here again at this camp. Uh, for a week, uh, speaking and singing for junior high and high school week of, of church camp. And that's, cool. and that's pretty cool. And uh, uh, 4th of July, I am uh, near Aurora, Illinois. Oh, my goodness. Um, doing the 4th of July. Way up there. I don't know what to expect out of that. <laughs> uh, a lot of fireworks. <laughs> yeah, some fireworks. And then uh, in August, I got a big thing that I usually do. I'm coming up and I'm doing the Buddy Holly Festival. Oh yeah! And every year I go down and do some songs right out of Norman Petty's studio where Buddy Holly recorded. Yeah, Buddy Holly. Yeah. What? Well, look out! Well, spoke. You spoke. He spoke. You. He's I'm alive, a, alive, I'm alive. I'm a Weezer fan. This Are you good, really? Good Weezer. Yeah, I love it. So anyway, I sit there and play Buddy Holly's actual guitar and singing his oh mic and do a little concert. Norman Petty Studio. So pretty cool, cool stuff. That's and cool. then I'm doing uh, some street concerts there. And then I'll start a revival at the Christian Church there with our good friend John Forrest. All right. Down there in Clovis, New Mexico. And then here's a funny one for you. We get this guy running around here working at camp. His name's Phil Steele. And, you oh, know, Phil. Phil is my friend, but I have a bone to pick with him because a couple years ago, I come down here in Chiefland, Florida, absolutely beautiful place, did an outdoor revival. And he says, hey, want to do a revival again? Well, you know, I should have thought... He 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 goes and preaches in Michigan half the year, and he goes and preaches in Florida half the year. Yeah. And I said, "Man, I can't wait to go back there and chief." And he goes, "No, the revival's in Michigan." I go, "Oh, thanks a lot, Phil. You've been in Michigan. I'm from the Midwest." That's uh, hilarious. Now I got a Scott Shipman story. Some of you might not believe this. Oh no. Scott and I had known one another for a long time, and I said I'd never do the big arena concerts again. You remember me saying that? Yeah. Well, I met some friends and. Lo and behold, I go out with, you know, John Schlick from Petra and Hedis and John Elefante from Kansas and me, and it's a big deal. And I said, we need a mission focus. And I said, well, let me call Scott. Scott shows up. I'm supposed to go on stage and open this thing up and rock out, and Scott's in my ear going, what am I going to say to these people? What am I going to say to these people? Have you ever known Scott Chipman to ask, what am I going to say to these people? Right here. I said, man, just get up and do your thing. So it was kind of fun. Uh, and then the first concert we did was actually at Phil's Camp in Michigan, and everything was good. Scott got up and spoke. I think somebody prayed and gave a little yep. speech. I got up and sang one note, and the whole stage blew up. Remember that? <laughs> I guess God didn't want to hear me that what day. But after half an hour, we got it back in tune. 
<laughs> I plugged into a barn across the street. <laughs> got it plugged in. Oh my goodness! So, what a mess. Josh uh, is with us too. Come he, hang out with us. You won't be bored. That's at all. Exactly God will right. not bore you. You better believe it. I you better believe it. Psychedelic super Jesus. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it has been great having you. you on. Yes, Thank you for sharing your heart yep. with us and those who are listening. And uh, those of you who are listening, we just appreciate you tuning in. And uh, as always, if you would like to go on a, on a disaster trip with us, just check out our website, helpinghishands.com. You can uh, fill out the, the questionnaire sheet on there and get more information. You can always call our office, 812-494-2888, to get more information also. Maybe your church would like to go on a trip with us, or maybe you'd like to host a packing event uh, for us. Uh, we have a complete list of our disaster kits that we stockpile that we take to to disasters and it's on our website helpinghishands.com and you can get a full list there and we'd love for you to be a part of, of that uh, and also we would say uh, check out our social media we're on facebook and twitter and and instagram and we're on linkedin and if you'd like to check out some of our older videos of, of trips and places that we've been uh, we also have a youtube channel hey thanks again for tuning in and as always Go be Jesus to somebody today. We'll see you.